0: Welcome to Pastor's Chat today. We're looking at Revelations chapter 19 and we're talking about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation period. And here today we're looking at the Battle of Armageddon, that last great battle where the Lord Jesus Christ, when He comes from heaven with His mighty angels and with His saints, He defeats His enemies. We see three enemies here that He defeats. The armies, the kings of the armies of the earth and their armies, who I should have said, and also the beast and the false prophet, the antichrist and the false prophet. And then Revelation 20, he defeats Satan, throws him into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. So first, let's read these verses beginning in verse 17. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all peoples, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in the presence, in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which proceedeth from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh." And that's chapter 19. Now notice, Here they were told by the loud voice, the angel standing in the sun, come gather together for the supper of the great God. Now remember back in the first part of this chapter, the saints were invited to come to the supper of the Lamb, the marriage supper of the Lamb. But here this is the supper of the great God as he defeats the armies of the earth. Now interesting as we look into this passage here we see the word flesh is used at least six times in this paragraph. Of course the immediate reference is to the bodies that the vultures of the world will eat of those who die in this battle and but there's a deeper meaning here the word flesh. The Bible actually says there's nothing good about the fallen flesh of men. Remember, Jesus had God had said in before the flood, my spirit will not always strive with men, for he is also flesh. And then in John chapter 3, verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. In John 6, 63, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. In Romans 7, 18, Paul said, "'For I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing.'" Paul in Philippians chapter 3 verse 3 says, I have no confidence in the flesh. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 24, the Bible says the word, the the flesh, and actually I have it here, let me read it to you. He says, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flowers fall away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. As I think about this battle, this armies of the earth, the kings of the earth and their armies as they're defeated, I couldn't help but think of Psalm chapter two. And boy, it's amazing. As I've been reading through the Psalms over the years, it's like never before as I read it through this time. I see the millennium. I see the end time events, the setting up of the kingdom in the Psalms. Psalm two, now read it. Oh, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Here it is, the kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces, cast away their cords from us. Oh, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet have I set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Wow, like Zechariah 14. Here, Revelation 19. Oh, man, these verses are the same. Jesus is victorious, and we are victorious with him. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up, I always wanted to be on the winning team. In the intramural sports or whatever it was, I wanted to be on the winning team. There was something about being on the winning side. Well, my friend, I already know I am on the winning side with Jesus Christ, and I trust you're on his team, too. Well, God bless you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful day.